Hi, this is John with the Food of Field podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has been the host of the Food of Field podcast for the last two years. Anchor also has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is completely free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. This is Food Afield, the Hunt Fish Forge podcast, Wild Food HQ. Well, hello, everybody. This is, uh, what is this? This is episode number three of the Food Afield podcast. I've, uh, I've been getting a lot of requests, actually, lately about traditional archery. Um, a lot, as in two, but for the limited following that I have right now, two is a lot. And uh, so I started thinking to myself, well, what, you know, what could I talk about as far as traditional archery goes? And uh, it turns out there's quite a bit to talk about. Um, I'm just going to start this. Uh, first of all, this podcast, I'm going solo on this podcast. Um, and I think the best place to start with a story is at the beginning. Um, so traditional archery, there are a lot of factors to think about when you're getting started. And, and again, you know, maybe for this episode, we'll focus on, um, on people that are just getting started. Let's just assume that you want to get into traditional archery and, you know, so what are you going to do? Um, there are, uh, several avenues to go. First of all, you need to decide, are you just going to shoot bows, you know, for the fun of archery? And, and it is a lot of fun and there are a lot of places that you can shoot bows. Stump shooting is a big thing where you can just go for a walk in the woods, shooting at rotten stumps and anthills and various targets. Um, that are that present themselves out in the field and that's actually a lot of fun and it's a great way to practice because you are constantly gauging your distance and you know it's it's a tremendous way to improve your accuracy but before you can do that you need to get some gear lined up um so we'll talk a bit about bows we'll talk a bit about you know arrows um uh, and then you know we'll talk a bit about where to get those things and maybe what I would recommend for a strategy to get started in this. Um, I'm thinking to myself right now that this podcast may be broken down into several episodes and uh, we can get into more and more detail as we get going. But let's start at the beginning. So the, the first thing that we need to talk about is the type of bows. There are several types of traditional bows. The recurve, the long bow, the self bow, um, and all three of those bows shoot completely differently. So a recurve, you're all familiar with recurves. You've seen them uh, a million times. Those are the bows that have the tips of the bow are, are recurved back forwards. Um, they have a gentle curve to them. Long bows are, as uh, perhaps the name suggests, just long bows. They're typically straight. Um, although now the modern uh, laminated longbows are uh, do have a bit of a recurve to them throughout their limb, what this 
recurve does is as the bow is drawn back as the string is drawn back the bow sort of uncoils on itself so the resistance is uh, while it increases throughout the draw length it increases in a very smooth manner um, the third type of bow is a self bow and a self bow is considered uh, a, a primitive weapon and a self bow is typically a bow that is made from a single piece of wood um, those are the most difficult to shoot I will go ahead and say maybe um, there's they're a lot of fun to shoot and they're certainly full of character um, the problem in shooting a self bow becomes how do you get a self bow there are bowyers um, in the states in particular and there's probably some bowyers around here that will produce a self bow for you um, and but you know it's the evolution of shooting a self bow um, or a primitive bow is to build it yourself you, you know like you I think where you should start is with the recurve or the longbow and then you know see how you like it it's gonna be a lot of fun see where the evolution takes you I mean perhaps you will indeed get into bow hunting um, and you will want to you know uh, customize your equipment or you want the the pure joy of man actually manufacturing hunting gear that that puts food in your freezer um, it's a pretty cool feeling for sure so I've made several uh, self bows the very first bow I ever built was a really ugly piece of vine maple um, that I crafted into a bow and I mean this thing was ugly uh, big knots in the in the limbs and considering it was my first bow typically you're going to blow up your first several bows because they are sort of difficult to get to um you want the the limb to flex equally throughout its entire length which is called tillering and uh, it is somewhat hard when you're starting to tiller a bow properly but this one i did tiller properly um and uh, it came out a lot uh uh, lower poundage than what I was looking for it came out I think at about 53 pounds um, and, but you know what I did manage to kill some animals with that I killed a really nice buck with that and several does and and it definitely put meat in the freezer um, and I also had I was using shafts that were made out of willow or uh, in particular uh, wild rose shafts and we'll get into that later you know manufacturing your own arrows from uh, materials that you can find in the wild around here in Alberta uh, is actually quite easy um, uh, and really enjoyable but again let's get back to where we want to start um, the difference between shooting a recurve and shooting a longbow the recurve would be in my opinion more accurate and easier to shoot so I think in my opinion that's where you should start um, recurves because of the way they're designed uh, like I said earlier you know drawback smoothly the resistance increases gently um, and you're able to become more accurate quicker with a recurve let's put it that way um, they're also arguably the easiest bow to acquire um, and I've had a few comments from people saying you know well how do I get started where do I go to get this equipment um, and you can go to almost any any archery shop in the city trophy book archery out in, out in uh, uh, Spruce Grove 
um, and then wild archery on the west end on 149th street here in edmonton uh, i think that yeah in fact i know that they carry um, some traditional equipment but um, but i th but there's another option too that i would actually recommend and that is just ebay um, uh, a really good place to start for a bow and let's say you want some cool factor to go along with that bow is a vintage uh, bow um, a fiberglass recurve and these things are actually quite common and uh, and and extremely inexpensive so right now sitting in my back uh, my back deck here I've got several bows on the table to, just to remind me what I'm talking about and one of them is uh, 1956 bear uh, Kodiak um, bear was and and maybe still is the predominant uh, traditional archery manufacturer in North America. They certainly were back in the 40s and 50s, 60s and 70s. Um, and then other players got into the market. But um, Ben Pearson is another one. But the Bear Bows, I mean, Fred Bear was the guy that just first started manufacturing archery equipment on a mass scale. And so he was responsible for getting bows into the hands of millions of people around the world um, he was also incidentally responsible for uh, for uh, getting bow hunting seasons established here in North America as well so he is definitely one of my heroes um, so you can go on eBay and you can find you know just look up uh, you know bear recurve and there inevitably will be a number of them um, so this 56 bear Kodiak that I bought I'm trying to remember what I paid um, I'm generally pretty cheap so I wouldn't have paid much um, I'm thinking it was maybe you know $150 type of thing um, and it's in really good shape it's a lower poundage bow but it's still legal hunting weight it's 53 pounds um, and I shoot it all the time and I love it. Um, it that would be a great place to start um, it's cheap it's as long as it's in good shape and there aren't any you know really horrible cracks in the limbs um, or it's delaminating uh, you're going to be able to shoot it forever you know you just take care of it and keep it dry um, and uh, they're not in, they're not terribly valuable even though this one is a, a 56 it's it's cool because it's a 1956 but you know it's there's a million of them around um, so that's a great place to start um, as far as arrows go, um, you can, that's a little bit of a crapshoot. I mean, you, you need to measure your draw length. So when you shoot these bow, these bows, you will, um, you'll, you can measure the length of, I mean, basically it's measuring the length of your arm. Um, so if you hold your arm out, um, and reach with your fingertips, um, and put a stick against the inside of your shoulder so you're reaching forward pointing your arm forward and then measure this the distance out to your fingertips that's basically your draw length as i recall it's been a long time since i've done that the other way to do it is just take a full length arrow uh, like take your bow to the archery shop for instance and they'll hook you up they you will draw the bow back and they will measure uh, your draw length and then they will cut some arrows down for you. Um, the reason why I said the arrows are a bit of a crapshoot is that you have to get the right spine on the arrow. 
and the spine will come from a combination of the length of the arrow combined with the poundage of the bow. Um, another factor that comes into play with that is, you know, what is your release like? Um, and at the beginning, it's not going to be very good. But basically, you want a really smooth release. You want, when you release the bow, you almost want the arrow to surprise you that it's left your hand, right? I mean, that's the best release is when it kind of catches you off guard. You're aiming, and then all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. Um, that's a really nice, smooth release, and it will take you a while to get there. But the one thing, though, that is great about the modern archery equipment that you can get now is uh, are these these graphite or these composite arrows. Um, they are really forgiving. So right now I've got uh, a set of gold tip traditional, uh, I'm assuming they're carbon arrows, um, the number is 340 um, and so I bought these as a set of six for a hundred bucks um, and I'm just always amazed at how these arrows shoot out of different bows so for instance right now I'm shooting them out of my Jack Kempf uh, recurve which is 60 pounds at 28 inches um, I don't think I draw it back 28 inches, though. I, sh I only draw back 26, 27, something like that. Um, and then my longbow is closing in on 70 pounds. It's uh, a touch under 70. Um, and it flies equally well, uh, or the arrows fly equally well out of that bow. Um, having said that, I mean, I don't want to complicate things too much, but when you shoot a recurve, the shelf where the arrow sits is cut out so it the arrow tends to fly more straight out of the bow whereas when you're shooting a long bow the arrow has to curve around the shelf of the bow as it's released so you want you know you want a softer spine for a long bow typically than you do for a recurve but let's just talk about recurves for now so you got your recurve you bought it from ebay um you're going to uh, if it didn't come with a string you're going to need a string for it which again the archery shop will be able to hook you up with um, and then you're going to need your arrows the archery shop will hook you up with that uh, what else will you need you'll need a glove because obviously shooting uh, these bows you're going to be shooting them and releasing the bowstring with your fingers and your fingers will get fairly raw after a while if you don't have a glove so you're going to need a glove or a tab uh, made of leather that protect your your fingers as the as the bow is released um, and an arm guard typically um, the way I shoot and I've been shooting for long enough I don't really need a long uh, an arm guard but what it will do is protect you at the beginning um, and again you know it's just the way you shoot everybody shoots differently um, you may have a string slapping your arm for the rest of your life or you may be like me where you you're shooting the bow and for whatever reason the string doesn't hit your arm but where it's handy is when you are wearing uh, you know a bigger garment like a jacket or something like that you definitely want an arm guard which gets that that material out of the way because if the string hits your sleeve as you're releasing you'll see your arrow uh, going nowhere near where you were aiming um the other thing i guess is you know since we're talking about aiming is uh you know well how do you shoot um these traditional bows um 
it's kind of, you know, I get asked that a lot. How do you aim? And, and it's actually, it's absolutely no different than how do you aim when you throw a rock, you know, or when you throw a baseball. Your mind just sort of looks at the target that you want to hit and you throw the baseball and with practice you get good at it and you, you know, you'll start to hit your target more often than not. Um, with archery, it's it can be the same. Um, uh, it can also you can also use sights. I mean, if you watch uh, Olympic archery, they shoot recurves and they are gadgeted up the yin yang with sights and stabilizers and all that sort of stuff. And back in the day, um, you know, back in the '60s and '70s, before the advent of compound bows, you know, they sold sights for recurves. So you know, don't let anybody tell you that you can't use sights on a recurve there's in my opinion there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that at all but let's just say you want to shoot you know traditional or instinctive archery um there are a couple different ways to do it um there are some books on the subject so by all means just do your own search on that and visit the library and grab some books but the there I, there's different ways to shoot um there's the gap shooting where you will physically you know, look at the arrow um, either when you're in full draw or before you draw and you will aim and then you will, uh, you know, judge the gap or the distance on the ground between the arrow tip and the target. Um, and then there's just snap shooting um, when you can, uh, you know, just point your arm at the target and and draw the bow back and release. Um, and and that's kind of the way I always shot is just sort of a, a pre-aim where I'm just focused completely on my target and I um, draw the bow back and release without really noticing where my arrow is or where my bow arm is or anything. I'm just completely focused on the target and, and with countless thousands of arrows that have flown out of the bow, the, the, the arrow tends to go there. Over the past few years, I haven't been shooting as much and with farming and other things that get in the way and kids and activities. Um, the one thing I've noticed is that I've lost a lot of that instinct. Um, and so today, for instance, I was shooting this Jack Kempf recurve and I was just attempting, uh, you know, a full draw hold um, instinctive shot. So, and I was really surprised at how accurate I was right away. It was interesting. So I'm going to keep playing around with that. So the idea with that is I, I hold my bow on my arm and I come to full draw and then I worry about where I'm pointed the arrow. So I'm holding the bow at full draw and I am concentrating on the target and in my peripheral vision I can see the arrow and I can, you know, sort of point it from there. So so go ahead and read some of the text that's out there on different shooting methodologies and and by all means just go out and fling arrows. It's going to take a while. I am uh, almost 50 years old and I've been shooting since I was eight and I started out with a little fiberglass Ben Pearson recurve um, and progressed into compound bows and then throughout my teens and, and 20s I was shooting compounds uh, and then switched over to recurves and so throughout my 30s and 40s I was shooting recurves and then progressed into manufacturing my own archery equipment. Um, and uh, it's just a natural sort of progression and it'll go where you want it to go. So I just went back and listened to this podcast that I'd done. That's the disadvantage with podcasting solo is you 
kind of getting rambling on talking and nobody's really giving you any feedback so I went back and listened to it and I'll, I'll just jump in here now again a day later um, it occurs to me that I didn't really explain why the different bows were you know more or less difficult to shoot um, or at least it wasn't clear to me um, one major component in accuracy is how fast does your arrow fly uh, obviously if you're able to throw a rock or throw a baseball really fast and it's moving flat you don't have or you have you have less consideration of the tra trajectory of the of the projectile so it's the same thing with bows a recurve because of those recurved limbs um, is a much faster bow than a long bow and today's modern long bows like I mentioned with those recurved limbs they um, they're still pretty fast uh, so when you compare it to, you know, my bamboo-backed Osage self-bow, um, that, that is a much slower bow. And so the arrow um, is moving much slower and therefore has more of an arc to it. So that's a major consideration as well. Um, a couple of resources, actually, that I thought of. Um, so like I said at the beginning of this podcast, this is for beginners. So you guys that have been shooting traditional archery for a long time, don't hate on me uh, for mentioning eBay and, and, and carbon arrows. Um, this is for beginners. It's a quick and easy way to get into the world of archery. When you, I almost guarantee you that you will abandon that uh, as a resource and you'll move on to... Um, you know, more traditional um, uh, sources of supplies, or you'll start making them yourselves. Um, it's what happened to me, and I'm pretty sure it'll happen to you too. Um, two really good sources of traditional gear are threeriversarchery.com. They are out of the U.S. I've used them for decades now for all sorts of supplies. So if you just go there, you're going to see more than you want to see. Um, and another one is Rose City Archery. Uh, Rose City Archery is, um, appears to me to be a dealer in bear bows. Um, those are my favorite bows. I just, uh, there seems to be a resurgence in bear archery lately. And when I went onto eBay this morning to look up prices, um, I see that the bear bows, even the older ones, are uh, they're creeping up in in price. So, but I still managed to see a couple of Kodiaks and Grizzlies uh, for around two hundred dollars Canadian. So go ahead and have a look, um, and you can do your own research on the different bows. You're going to see bear bows. You're going to see Kodiak, Super Kodiak, Grizzly. Uh, you're going to see uh, Magnums. You're going to see uh, Polars. You're going to see all these bows. Um, the one thing I would recommend, though, when you're getting started is to stick with the Kodiak. Um, the, the Kodiaks were longer bows, and a longer bow is going to be more forgiving to shoot. Um, it's going to be more accurate, quicker, and uh, that that is my recommendation. When you go, I think it's the, the Magnum Kodiak is 48 inches. It's a really short, compact or the grizzly is also uh, quite uh, a short bow. You're going to get more finger pinch just because the length of the bow is is shorter. You like when you pull back in the arrow, that string is going to be at a steeper angle, um, and uh, they're just not as accurate. So you know, by all means, they're great bows, but I'm just saying, 
the Kodiak is my favorite bow. It's a great all-around bow. You're going to be able to take it to the range, out stump shooting. And then as long as it's over 48 pounds in Alberta, you're going to be able to go hunting with it. Um, another thing that I, I wasn't very clear on was, you know, the instinctive or the instinctive uh, shooting instruction. So just go to YouTube. There's a bunch of videos there on ways that different guys are shooting. Um, but the uh, the biggest thing with shooting is to not worry about where your arrow is going at the beginning and to work on getting that consistent anchor point and the proper release. Who cares where your arrows fly? Just make sure you're coming back to that same point. You know, for me, it's uh, my finger reaches the corner of my mouth uh, and you want that nice loose release. Um, and that's what you're going to worry about. And then the accuracy will come later. Um, another source for folks here in Alberta, at least anyways, is the Alberta Traditional Bow Hunters Association. And they are just albertatraditionalbowhunters.ca. That is actually an organization that um, I started along with uh, a few other guys um, back in 2003. And uh, I just went back and visited their site today. It's a little dated, um, but the there are some resources there for Canadian uh, bowyers, especially. Um, so when you get to the point where you want a custom bow or you want to buy a more expensive bow, then you know by all means you can check out these bowyers. There's uh, there's a lot of great bowyers around. So I think that just about does it for our. Um, for this initial episode on traditional archery, we will get, uh, we'll drill down into some of the more specifics of different facets of it. Um, I would encourage you to uh, go ahead and um, uh, visit me and, and make your suggestions and questions available to me at uh, on Twitter at foodafield underscore John and then on Instagram which is just simply at food field. I will be posting pictures of some of these bows and arrows that I've been talking about. Um, I'll also be posting some videos on uh, different ways of shooting and different gear. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be, uh, I think we'll have a lot of fun with this. Um, in the meantime, it is September. Um, it is time for you to be out in the woods. Mushrooms are going crazy here in Alberta with this wet weather. So I am efforting right now for an uh, an episode upcoming uh, with a fellow who is an expert in mushroom foraging. So I'm looking forward to that. And I did manage also to uh, sit in a tree stand the other night. Um, I passed up a, a big old doe that maybe now I'm regretting. But uh, anyways, it's that time of year. So get out there and have fun. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you'll hear from me soon.